0: Don't you love bother
1: and welcome again to the strange brew podcast my name's jason barnard and that was judy collins and her wonderful hit version of send in the clowns and of course i've got judy collins here today on the strange brew to talk about highlights past and present from her remarkable career in music so let's hear my chat with Judith. Hi. Hello, is that Judy? Well, that is Judy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak with me. Oh, it's a pleasure. You've just played Cambridge Folk Festival. Yeah. You're coming back over here in um, September. Yes. How will the set list and the, uh, the music you'll be doing compare between the two? Was Cambridge uh, more of an abridged version of what you'll be doing?
2: Well, it's interesting because at Cambridge, I performed the material from my 1967 album, wildflowers. So it'll be very different. I don't think I'm doing wildflowers in at the Barbican. No. So I'll be doing the whole range from uh, Sending the Clowns. to. We didn't get to that the other night because we were cut short by the timetable. And so it'll be a whole fresh <laughs> bunch of songs, brand new songs, songs that I have written in my last, most recent album, Spellbound, so I'll be singing things from Cellbound, Spellbound. I'll do. I did Amazing Grace, but actually the audience sang Amazing Grace as I was leaving the stage in Cambridge because we had to scramble so the next uh, act could get on board. And so it'll be maybe I'll do the Blizzard. I'll certainly do Spellbound from that album in my life. Probably uh, all kinds of hits. So. It'll be a, an extensive uh, Judy Collins tour.
1: I wanted to ask you about some of your material from your most recent album, Spellbound, given you mentioned it. Um, one of the first ones is um, Arizona, for example, and that's a song that seems to dig back over 60 years.
2: It does. I wrote it, of course, recently, but I've been working on that song for a long time. It's really this a story that came out of my... 1962 trip to Arizona I was uh, singing at a little club in Tucson called the Ash Alley and the two kids I was very sick I didn't realize I was sick but I was my lungs were gurgling and I went and do my did my show at the Ash Alley and the kids who were running the show they were kids they were my age I was twenty what, 23, and they must've been 24, 25, but they were interns at the Tucson Clinic, and they worked for a doctor who was a lung specialist, and when they heard me that night, they said, well, tomorrow we're going to take you over to the doctor at the Tucson Clinic and have him look at you, look you over. So he looked me over, and he said, my dear, you're not going anywhere, you have tuberculosis. And it was at that point that I was in quarantine in this gorgeous hospital in Tucson. And I looked out the window, out of the screens, at these magnificent colors and shapes and shadows and purple and orange and red. And and I was just spellbound by this view of Tucson. You know, I'm a Colorado girl, so I was used to mountains and snow and the Rockies, but I hadn't seen these incredible, delicate colors. And also it transformed me. You know, I was there for a month and a half and then I went to Colorado for more times because it takes you a while to recuperate from tuberculosis.
3: I sang to mirages, made love to the wind I climbed the blue ridges above the red sunsets I walked and I wandered, I prayed and I sinned I drank from the springs where the secrets were hidden I spoke with the healers, knelt under their Spoke to me only of winter and spring, Arizona. and moves on that nothing forgiven is gone
1: And on that album, you've also got When I Was a Girl in Colorado. So again, that's a song that reaches back to your memories.
2: It is. And it was probably the last song that I wrote for that album. And it just came very quickly. Sometimes they'll do that. They just pop into your mind. It reminded me of when I was 27 and I met Leonard. He came to see me in 1966 to play me his songs. And he said, I don't understand why you're not writing your own songs. And so I wrote, I sat down and wrote, since you've asked, in about 40 minutes. And that's what happened with a girl from Colorado. I sat down and it all came in a flood and in for about 40 minutes. And it just tells the story of when I was a girl, how many wonderful things happened in Colorado.
3: Snowfall from above
1: In the blizzard, and I think that's a bonus track on yeah. on your new album on, on some versions. But that's a song that was done about thirty years ago, isn't it? Originally,
2: oh boy, it was done. Yeah, it was done in '89. So, and it was on an album called um, "Fires of Eden," which actually was on Sony. And Sony has a habit, for instance, when Leonard Cohen put out made the album in 1986 that included "Hallelujah." Sony and the people that ran Sony at that point did not like Hallelujah, and they didn't put out the album. They sent it overseas. And that's what they did with Fires of Eden. They didn't put it out in the States. They sent it overseas. So you all heard the blizzard before the people in this this country did. (laughs)
3: blizzard is a blizzard and somehow i found myself saying you'd left me telling him everything i wanted to say to you you know how it is when you can talk to a stranger someone you're quite sure you'll never see again soon we were laughing and talking and drinking he said you must know I can't take the heartache And sometimes I'm a fighter When I get too much whiskey Here, have a little whiskey Pretend you don't give a damn My cabin's up here On the side of the mountain You can go up there And sleep through the blizzard I put on my park and said goodbye to the owner Followed the stranger Through the snow Up the mountainside Six feet of snow drifts. They dug me out, just the owner and the stranger. Sent me on my way when the snowplow had been by and the roads were all clear, and the sun on the mountains sparkled like diamonds on the peak to be highway. Then I knew that I would get over you, knew you could leave me, but you'd never break.
1: worth asking about your roots. I've heard you before sing uh, Gypsy Rover, an Irish uh, folk tune. So in terms of some of the songs that really influenced you in your early years, you go back to some of those more folk standards, don't you?
2: I do. I do. In fact, quite often I will sing Made of Constant Sorrow just with the guitar. My wonderful guitar player, uh, Ted DeBrucke. And uh, it's very intriguing to do that, to go back to those original songs. And, of course, on throughout the show, I'm doing songs from, you know, what, 60 years, 70, 63 years of, 64 years, actually, of working, producing songs, producing albums, touring the world. <laughs> so it's an exciting adventure for me. And I like to, I don't, I never... I would say I never intentionally do the same set twice because what I'm after is something that satisfies me as well as the audience. And so I tool carefully the sequence of songs that I do, primarily because when I put different songs together and they rub up in a certain way, it will remind me of stories that I might not have ever told on stage. And that's part of, part for me, that's part of the magic of what happens in a live show. You know, there's a lot going on emotionally, intellectually, physically, spiritually. And I think the audience gets involved in that. People love love stories. I mean, after all, I don't think any of us would be on the planet anymore if we didn't have stories to tell. And sometimes we draw them with pictures. Sometimes we write them with poetry. Sometimes we paint them. Sometimes we sing them.
0: I am a maid of constant sorrow. I've seen trials all of my days. I'm going back to california place where i was partly raised your friends may say that i'm a stranger that's given I'll sail on God's golden shore All through this world I'm bound to ramble Through sun and wind And drive in rain I'm bound to ride The Western Railway Perhaps I'll take The very next train Constant sorrow, have seen trials all of my days. I'm going back to California, place where I was partly raised.
1: In the period before you started writing songs, you had an amazing knack to be able to spot talent or spot things wonderful in other songs or songwriters, and in some of those early albums, that Dylan aspect was that through um, Roger McGuinn, who was involved in. Um no, that was me. I had found oh. Dylan.
2: I was recording Dylan shortly after he wrote uh, "Masters of War." I wrote, I recorded that, and of course, I recorded. Uh, Tambourine man, myself in 1963, I heard I was at a party at Al Grossman's house in uh, Woodstock, and it was a party where Dylan was and and Susie Rodolo and other people that I knew. And at night I was sleeping or passed out, whatever one did in those years. And I was upstairs on the third floor, and I heard this voice coming up the stairs, and it was Dylan writing. Tambourine Man. So I got my robe on, I went downstairs and I sat for two hours in front of this blue door behind which Dylan was riding Tambourine Man. So it was an exciting time. And of course, I was around all these singers and songwriters, Tom Paxton. I lived in the village, so people would walk down the street and sing me songs and say, you know, do you want to record this? And I was in, in New York when Leonard Cohen came to see me and play me his new songs. And, of course, I always say he came to see me because I had already recorded Tom Paxton, P. Seeker, Woody Guthrie, and Dylan. And I think that Leonard thought, well, she's the girl who records other people's songs. And also, who would he play his songs for that wouldn't sing them? I mean, certainly Dylan wouldn't. And uh, Tom Paxton wouldn't, probably. David Blue. Phil Oates, Eric Anderson, they weren't going to necessarily sing Leonard Cohen songs because they had their own singing. Whereas I had never written a song in my life. I always recorded other people's songs at the age of 27.
0: Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. I'm not sleepy and there ain't. Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me In the jingle jangle morning, I'll come following me and Though I know that evening's empire has returned into sand Vanished from my hand, left me blind swirling ship my senses have been stripped my hands can't feel the grip my toes too numb to- It's not aimed at anyone It's just escaping on the run And but for the sky There are no fences facing And if you hear vague traces Of skipping reels of rhyme To your tambourine in time I wouldn't pay it any mind It's just a ragged clown behind And if to you he looks Shadows he's seeing that he's chasing Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me I'm not sleepy and there ain't no place I'm going to Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me In the jingle jangle peering through the smoke rings of my mind, down the foggy ruins of time, far past the frozen leaves, the haunted shelter trees, out to the windy beach, far from the twisted about today until tomorrow
2: But after I met Leonard, and he said to me, "Why aren't you writing your own songs?" And I started, and I've never stopped. So thank goodness for Leonard Cohen. He said, "Thank goodness for Judy Collins." So it's a very nice, equal
1: parts story. And you mentioned before about that it was Leonard who who really drove you to write. I think your first song since you asked.
2: Yes, he asked me the question. He said, "I he, well, it wasn't a question." He said. I just don't understand why you're not writing your own songs. And I ran home to my Steinway piano, which is still sitting in my studio here, in which I've written all my songs on, really, I think, almost. Well, I wrote a, I wrote Mountain Girl in Colorado, but very seldom have I written songs outside of my studio on that same Steinway.
1: And he paid you one of the ultimate compliments by... Um reciting since you asked in poem form as well and recording that
2: that was spectacular when I think about that album now this was called Born to the Breed and I think it came out 20 years ago and Dolly Parton sang on it Leonard Cohen Joan Baez uh, Rufus Wainwright sang um Albatross one of my probably my third song that I wrote which I always dedicate to Joan Baez and um I think uh, well, there was Dolly, there was there was Rufus, a lot of people sang on that album. The Webb Sisters, who sang a song of mine called Fortune of Soldiers, and they were they were the singers backing Leonard Cohen. They're English, and their parents run they have a salon which sells shampoo and things like that. And they were singing and backing up Leonard when I discovered them.
0: my
1: orchestration, you mentioned Albatross. Were you very open to orchestration and on your music in that period?
2: Well, in that period, I was, of course, recording for Electra and Josh Rifkin, who was a classical composer and uh, producer of albums for Nonesuch, which was the label that Jack Holzman started in order to satisfy his needs in other musical directions. And I got to know josh very well and he and i did an album in 60 60, well we did in my life together and he did all the orchestrations and we recorded in my life and also the first of leonard cohen's songs and then in 66 rather and 67 he did all the orchestras on on wildflowers the one the album that i'm now doing with orchestras it was reconvened and i started up this year. So I've done about, I think, about 35 to 40 of those, of those shows. Sometimes with a full orchestra, sometimes 67 pieces, 57 pieces, sometimes a string quartet. It's amazing the way those orchestrations hold up. He just did a beautiful job.
0: As seagulls fly, silver on the ocean, stitching through the waves, the edges of the sky. Many people wander up the hills from all around you, making up your memories and thinking they have found. They cover you with veils of wonder as if you were a bride. Young men holding violets are curious to know if you have cried. And tell you why and ask you why, either way you answer. Lace around the collars of the blouses of the ladies. Flowers from a Spanish friend of the family. Of your life holds you in and keeps you out, but you survive. Imprisoned in your bones behind the icing glass windows of your eyes. never be a prince who rides along the sea and the mountains, scattering the sand and the foam into amethyst fountains, riding up the hills from the beach and the long summer grass, holding the sun in his hands and shattering the ice. Shining summer sea dances in the glass of your mirror. While you search the waves for love and your visions for a sign, the knot of tears
1: Also, very well known for recording the the hit version of Both Sides Now. When did you first hear Joni's version of that?
2: I heard it in the middle of the night in 1967 after I had met Leonard and started writing my own songs. And I was sound asleep. It was three in the morning, and the phone rang, and it was Al Cooper, who was a friend of mine, and he knew my phone number. And he called me, and he was sitting with Joan. Joni Mitchell, and she was singing in songs. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to call Judy and you have to sing her both sides now, which is what happened. And uh, I am told that Joni is not too happy that I got the first hit with both sides now. But look, that's only her luck. (laughs) Isn't it fortunate that I did record it and make it a hit? I mean, I think anybody who's a singer songwriter would be thrilled if that happened. Not so much.
1: Bring us more up to date. Dreamers is a a wonderful song of yours, and that's about the plight of migrants, isn't it? Absolutely.
2: I sing it a cappella. I should start doing it again. I might sing it in, in England. You know, all of us have, every country in the world has this issue. I say, what do they do about it? How do they handle it? Whatever goes on between the government and the immigrant population is difficult. Sometimes it's tawdry. Sometimes it's overwhelmingly generous. Sometimes it's easy, but it's always an issue. And uh, it's because of climate change. It's because of governments, which turn into dictatorships instead of friendly to the population. There are all kinds of issues, and they all impact dreamers. It's true. My name, it is Maria.
3: My daughter is a dreamer She says that she is worried That she will have to leave When I was only twenty I crossed the burning border I came to find a good life and brought my daughter here. When I came to America, I hoped life would be better for me and for my daughter, and here I worked for you. I harvested the peaches in Northern California and then in Colorado, my family and me. This land was made by dreamers and children of those dreamers. We came here for democracy, and hope now all we have is hope my husband is a good man he is no raping criminal his hands are rough and scarred now from digging in the earth my daughter loves her father, and he was always gentle. He too came from Helisco to find what freedom's worth. But will you send her back now to live in fear and terror? She is our only daughter, whose dreams have been our vow. We worked to pay our way here, we gave our youth and promise, and in return you force us to go back to the wall. This land was made by dreamers, and children of those dreamers. We came here for democracy and hope. Now all we have is hope. My name, it is Maria. My daughter is a dreamer. She says that she is worried That she will have to leave
1: The final song I wanted to close with is a song for Sarajevo, I Dream of Peace. What was the the background behind writing that song? Because it's been one of the best ones. Thank you.
2: Blood in all the streets, running like a flood There's nowhere to hide, nowhere that I can go. And then it's uh, just a holy day in Sarajevo. I was a UNICEF representative for a, a little while, and I went to the former Yugoslavia. And I also was asked by the head of UNICEF to write a song around the book that was created by the children of Sarajevo and of the former Yugoslavia who were affected by landmines and many of them writing, many of them in hospitals and dire situations. UNICEF had an art program to help these children get through their trauma. And I was asked by the head of UNICEF if I would write a song. This was a Friday afternoon when the war was going on in the former Yugoslavia. And he said, I'd like you to write a song about this. a producer and spokesperson who was on CBS was going to interview me on Monday. And he said, I'd like you to write this song over the weekend. And so I wrote a song for Sari Abel and I sang it. I had to look at the words, of course. And in those days, I wasn't wearing glasses, but I was losing my ability to read text. So I had to hold it over like this. And then, of course, I went to the former Yugoslavia, and I sang the song in many of the places where these children were and recorded it shortly after. And I, I'm glad you mentioned it because it's a very interesting challenge to write about, in the case of Dreamers, in the case of Song for Sarajevo, about the situations around us. And it's very challenging to do that. But it's part of the writing journey, I truly
1: believe that's fantastic judy thank you so much for your time i wish you all the best with your uk tour which starts on the the 28th of september and uh, is in six venues across uh, england and scotland it's been a pleasure and honor thank you so much for your time
2: thank you god bless take good care have a wonderful day jason see you later bye
3: There's nowhere to hide, nowhere that I can go. I reach out my hand, touching death itself, just a holy day in Sarajevo. I can hear my heart pounding like a clock,
0: hiding from the plains and from the bombing, fire from the
3: no more